Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's, that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Well, look at what we got here. It's episode 64, Rule of Two, Rise. Hashtag everybody in the chat room. Thank you for joining us here. And we have a special guest joining us here that I like to call George Lucas, but he's known as Josh Robert Thompson. How are you, sir? I'm very well. And Mark Fernandez joining us as well. This is great to have you here, man. Uh, thank you. for. Thank you. I speak for all of us here at Collider. Uh, loved the, the video that we did, the deep fake. Your George Lucas is off the charts. Mark Fernandez is obviously monitoring the chat. How are you, sir? I'm all right. I, I, I don't I don't I don't see the show. There we go. No, okay. Now we're now it's real. Yeah. Now it's just real. a little bit of delay happening, yeah. but that's mm-hmm. all. Uh, the Rule of Two Army is here. It is episode 64. Yeah, yeah I can see the chat starting to fill up. The chat oh. is starting to fill up. Um, but first off, let's talk about the, the George Lucas video that we did do last week. Yeah. Doing doing some good numbers there, Mark Fernandez. Yeah, I mean, I want to address a few things with that. You okay. know, um, I, um, I've had the privilege of working with Mr. Josh Robert Thompson now. Um, a few times, yeah. you know. Um, there's another project that we've did done together that has not yet been released. Yeah, so which is he, off the charts. It's off the charts. Yes. It basically takes what we did last time and pushes it to eleven. Yeah, you know. You so say it's an eleven, then. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But mine goes to eleven. Goes to eleven. Goes to eleven. Yeah, yeah. A little, uh, a little, uh, uh, a little spinal tap. Spinal tap. Jesus, yeah. this is old, spinal, tap. <laughs> spinal tap. But. <laughs> but Josh Robert Thompson is here with us. Um, he wanted to come on the show, wanted a chance to chat with the fans, hang out, talk Star Wars. Right. Because Josh is, and he and I have been riffing over the weekend, he is a hardcore Star Wars fan. Yeah. It's the only reason he was able to capture as well as he did George's vibe and persona, which I think he did so well in that video. Oh, if, yeah. If you haven't seen that video, go check it out. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, the the sign of it doing so well, not only the technology that we're utilizing here, but your impression, so many people thought it was real. They did. I yeah. saw a lot of comments that were like, is, is, is this? He's like, yeah, we got George Lucas to walk through the door yeah. and do a reaction here at Collider. His head seems pretty big. Something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Something ain't right. That, that, I mean, that's a sign of a good – I've never – I mean, I did a George Lucas impression for our thing, and, and some people thought it was me. God bless you for that, everyone. But oh, yeah, yeah. So no way could yeah. I do it like Josh. So many people thought that you were doing the trailer reaction. Right. Which is a testament to your oh, own yeah. acting skills. I suppose. I suppose. But, I did that, see but that. there is yeah. no – there is no – I can't touch this man's George Lucas well, it, com- it. it comes from a place of love. That's what I want Absolutely. everyone to know. That's why I'm on here. I, I love and admire George Lucas. He's yeah. my favorite filmmaker. Obviously, he's done. He's innovated so much in, in cinema. Yeah. There's no question about that. But, yeah, all, that whole thing came from a place of love. And, of course. And I love the prequels. And I want yeah. to be emphatic, I want to be emphatically clear on that. Yes. I love yes. that. It was a sarcastic comment. That I made as George Lucas, making fun of the haters. Because for 20 years, yeah. I've towed the line for the prequels. 
Everyone was talking shit. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's on board again. I, isn't <laughs> right, that funny right. about the fandom? Is that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for for so many years, people just d- d- they were disgusted with the prequels. Yeah. And I, you know, I went through my phases with the prequels as well, and then I've come back around to where I truly enjoy them. I'm an original trilogy guy. You all know that. Mm-hmm. But the prequels I, I respect and, and I love now, and they're in my rotation. Yeah, look, for me, the prequels, um, I had a tough time with The Phantom Menace when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I liked Attack of the Clones a little bit more, yeah, and, I ab- and I absolutely <laughs> loved, I absolutely loved Revenge of the Sith from the second I saw it. Right, you know, and my love for Revenge of the Sith happened to coincide with my playing of Star Wars Galaxies, right, and then it gave me a newfound love for one and two. Um, so, yes, but you're right; it they have aged well over time. I mean, look. Uh, this weekend, I, I was lucky enough to see Doctor Sleep. Right? Yeah. The Shining now is regarded as one of the greatest horror films ever made. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that if you go back and Google 1980 The Shining reviews, it got slammed. Including the author of the book, yeah, Stephen people, King, people, hates that movie. Yeah, right. people didn't like that when it came out. Sometimes things age well over time. Well, well, if you go back to the original trilogy, if I may just jump in as George Lucas, George, just to prove to everybody good, that good, I do the boys. Good to hear you. Uh, you know, good uh, to have you here on Rule well, of Two, George. I appreciate you guys having me, and you know, I'm glad your video is doing well or whatever. But yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway, the point is, Empire when Empire came about, it came out. Um, people couldn't stand Yoda. They didn't like the way he spoke. He was kind of yep. weird pigeon English. Yep. And a lot of people hated uh, 3PO at the end of that film. He's very annoying. I find it annoying, and I made the film. So, <laughs> well, Irving, Irving Kirshner ultimately made the film, but I George, made a better film. George, so. you make a great point. Empire was not really well-received at the, at the time when it came out, and now look at it. It's, it's universally accepted as the favorite of sure. everyone, sure. of most the, fans. The Ewoks, say. you guys got all upset about the Ewoks. The but, Ewoks but, were but, I will, but I will say these ridiculous, uh, what were those little penguin creatures, owl the creatures? The Porgs. Who even gave a shit about them? <laughs> they were advertised. They are in the film for two seconds. Best scene is when Chewbacca is uh, eating, Chewbacca. Eating, eating one of them in the <laughs> all right. saga. All right. Yeah, in the saga. Like, like, so, like, okay, he does so, say saga, by the way. Yeah, so, saga. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so look, look. I mean, look. We're about to close out this little cold open, but bottom yeah. line is, all of this stuff that we do comes out of a place of love. Yeah. Because we love this fandom, we love this franchise, we love Star Wars, and I've always made the analogy to like you know having a favorite football team. Mm-hmm. Your football team might be bad; it might go zero and sixteen, like the Dolphins are probably will. Right. But it's it's you tune in every game. And maybe if you have criticisms against it, it doesn't mean that ultimately your love supersedes that criticism. I I totally agree, and I know that it's a very divisive time amongst the fandom right now and that there are are certain pockets that really hate the sequel trilogy and they they make YouTube videos and they do all these things. I know at the end of the day, even though I don't agree with them and I don't like getting harassed – by all this, I know that there's love there, that they really wanted something and they're expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, there are ways – if you express yourself in a certain way, I can react to it, and so I don't like it when some people come strong or hard at me. But I know it is. We all love it. And so when I think of people saying like boycott episode nine, absolutely how can you possibly not. Opening do that? night. We're there. Hey, by the way, we're doing a screening of it. Uh, it comes out on a Thursday. We have a collider screening. Yeah. On Friday, um, that we might try to get some some folks to come out to. Would uh, would George Lucas show up at that? George, would George Lucas yeah, be I think, there? I think George Lucas is boycotting yeah. Episode Nine, you, and he's you, standing out in front with a sign. There is maybe. A vi- there is a video if you guys look it up of of a video I made at uh, Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim yep. where I'm boycotting Force Awakens. I yeah, saw that. I saw, and, that's uh, why I brought uh, it that's up. That's one of yeah. my faves. Yeah, yeah, we trust may have great. him back. Yeah, he may yeah. come back. That would be great. <laughs> we uh, should absolutely do that. We should absolutely do that. But yeah, let's let's go into it. Yeah, let's do this uh, real quick. A shout out. Shout out from Japan. Finally got to catch you guys live. I usually get to listen on the commute to and from work. Keep up the good work. So Samuel Cornette. Thank you, Samuel. Thank you all on the super chat. And with that, we're going into the episode. It's Rule of Two, episode 64. Rise. All right, that's right. It's episode 64 of Rule of Two. It's here on Collider Video. We go live every Monday at 5 p.m. If you're listening to us on the Jedi Council Podcast yep. One Feed, thank you very much for joining us and listening to the back. As you heard up top, 
Josh Robert Thompson is on the show. He was our George Lucas in the deep fake yeah. video that we did that is uh, doing some great numbers We're right now. We're almost up to 1,000 live viewers listening right thousand now. 1,000 live viewers. Yeah. Look at that. Let's Rule of Two it. Army in full effect here. The Big Mac is coming in hot. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, what, what would you like to start with today, Fernandez? We have rumors of a Mandalorian trailer dropping tonight. Yes. Has not yet dropped, as far as I can tell. Yes. Uh, Cody is it, in the booth. Cody, if you do hear anything, please let us know. And hi, Cody. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. It's going good. Cody, Cody, did you watch the George Lucas video? Of course. It was great. Did you like it? Did you laugh? Yeah. I laughed a bunch of times, man. You did a great job. Oh, yeah. Good, you. good. Thank good. you, man. Good. Cody's, Cody's like the barometer. That's high praise right there. Yeah. 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 That's how you Cody, know. He's the only yeah. one I really care about here in Collider is yeah. Cody. So getting that. That praise is the equivalent of George saying, uh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Okay. By the way, so here I am. I'm going to say this right now, and I'm not going to give any specifics. Please. But um, those of you who have been following the video, there's a few things I want to address in it. But one of them is that Mark Hamill uh, commented on it. Okay. And he said, I won't comment on the content, (laughs) but I will have to say that that was the best George Lucas impression I've ever seen. Greatest Mm -hmm. moment of my life. Greatest moment of my life, number one. Really? That was number one. Because Mark, Luke Skywalker, at... Tweets at me and says this is a great impression. Yeah, he, then he no, no, not only a great, the best, the best ever. ever. And then he tweeted me again. Did oh, he what really? He what, said what? I really thought that it was George at first. Like you really had me fooled. He, wow. he, had, to, he had once again to have another comment for me. So I mean, that's was, high praise, man. Exciting. How, how does that make wow. you feel, man? Wow. Well, as as a Star Wars fan, I was elated. But I have to tell you, because voice acting is my main gig. I was even more excited because Mark Hamill's one of the greats, and he's oh, a fellow man. voice actor. And to get the seal of approval from oh, him that's a good is a huge deal. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. two that's things for point. me. Yeah, really excited. About I was it. very wow. excited when Mark Hamill tweeted at it. You know, that was like early on when the video had first come out. Mm-hmm. On Saturday morning, I woke up <laughs> to about three different texts from three completely different people. Well, I'll keep everybody's name in us. And yes. you had heard it. You heard it live. I heard it from somebody else. And so we had to then come together and we compared notes. Yeah, go. So, this is your. This is yours, man. Yeah. So basically, Take we, the win. we have confirmation that George Lucas saw the video. Yeah. Okay. Like confirmation that George Lucas saw the video, and that he really enjoyed it. That he thought it was funny. Right. And that um, you know he particularly liked the he particularly liked a few lines in there. I'm not going to say which lines, but he particularly <laughs> liked a few lines inside the video. But to me, what almost put a tear in my eye is that when George Lucas was running Star Wars, Star Wars was essentially like an open source platform mm-hmm. for creatives to use, to be inspired by, and to take leaps into their own kind of fan fictions. And I know that there's still fan fiction out there, mm-hmm. but it's not like how it used to be, right? You can't have the robot chickens so much anymore right. you know, because like those things are completely separate from Star Wars. But we're completely using the IP to make money, and George was like, "Okay, go ahead." Right now, sure. yeah. <laughs> now, now you got our look. Our, our friend Star Wars Theory went through his situation, right? Right. Right. We have other fan films like our friends over at the Obi Wan film that yep. don't have those kind of situations, which is great. But it's like it'd be nice for Star Wars to find some kind of common ground, some kind of like rule set to inspire more people to create mm. more content around these films. Absolutely. I mean, and even just I grew up with these and, and I base a lot of the fact that I write and that I'm creative off of Star Wars because it got me going. It would make me go to the playground with my friends and create stories in that universe that weren't in the movies going, what happened? And you get right. creative and it's something that I owe a big debt that I actually told. I was talking to you off air about how I met George Lucas doing the Star Wars trilogy play yeah. in 30 minutes and being able to tell the man – there's a reason why I'm here right now. It's because of these movies. I mean, it, it, it inspires so much creativity right. that continues to this day. Well, that was kind of the idea behind Skywalker Ranch, in a way, yeah. was having like a this commune. facility, a commune yeah. for all these great artists in different skill sets, editors, whatever, right. and to come together and, and work on something or different things. I mean, so many things. You know, I made a pilot a few years ago and I got to, fortunate to have it mixed at Skywalker Sound. Oh, it's wow. brilliant. And by I the got way. to see all the different things people were working it's on. It's brilliant. So, 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 just to give everybody a little bit of like how this all came together. Um, I saw that pilot. Okay, mm-hmm. well, not the whole pilot, but, but I some, saw. You saw the walking with George Lucas. I saw the walking with yeah. George Lucas, and I must have the looked at it for a bit, three hundred yeah. times. Oh, like, just yeah. like I just kept playing it and playing it and playing yes. it. Yes, good. And as I was playing this video over and over and over again, 
is when the idea started coming to me, okay, I know what we do now. Right. You know, because, man, like, there was this one line in particular. There's two things in that video that just kill me. One is when you compare George Lucas with the saber and the tramp stamp to the Arthurian, like, legend. <laughs> the word Arthurian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah because the Arthurian legend of the... <laughs> He says the idea. The idea is well. I have a tramp stamp on on my uh, my ass, and it's Luke Skywalker uh, thrusting a lightsaber, but the lightsaber is going down in between my butt cheeks. <laughs> and then the interviewer Bob Oshak, shout out to Bob Oshak, great writer that I met on the Late Late Show, now writes for uh, Bill Maher. He's like, oh, right, like the King Arthur. Yeah, you know, it's the Arthurian legend of like the sword, but this is the saber in my ass. You know. <laughs> All improvised. <laughs> really? You know, oh, it was just, brilliant. Well, that's Absolutely what I picked up brilliant. immediately from shooting this thing was your improv skills are off the chart. I mean that thing was just – I had to walk out of the room a, no, a number of times. I think it helps that I know George so well as well as mm-hmm. I can without having actually met the man. Sure. Uh, every, every book, every biography, you've seen every documentary a thousand times. So that's kind of the extra layer to that, I think. Yeah. I mean, look, for, for us that are all huge George Lucas fans, the guy's my hero. I mean, let's yeah. just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you reminded me of a quote this weekend that, um, um, you know, the one about the impossible. Um, best, best line ever is I think it's the making of Phantom Menace. Got all these guys in the room. You know, John Knowles there, and they're all uh, the Coleman, uh, Rob Coleman, all, they have all the ILM guys. Ralph, Ralph Ma, 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 McCallum? Rick McCallum. Rick McCallum, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rick McCallum was always like, yes, well, we had we had this character, the Yasm, and we had to put it in there. Anyway. So Rick's been around forever. So he brings in all these storyboards, and George has two highlighters. One is pink and one is yellow. Pink was for, like, real set, yeah. and then yellow would be anything digital. So he's standing there, <laughs> highlighting, and he's going, real, not so real, real, not so real. And then they cut to the, everyone else, and they look mortified because everything is not real. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, and then he goes, well, I know we can do it, but I know we can do it because it's impossible. <laughs> like, I mean, those are worse than Yes. Those are worse than yes, sir. Uh, you got make it. it happen. <laughs> Once you told me that this week and I tweeted it out because that's that's the important bit to, I think, take away from George Lucas's legacy mm. is that there are no ceilings to what you can do. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no ceilings, you know, like if you look at any of our lives. Right. There's so many points throughout all of our lives where we could have said, you know what, that's too hard. I'm not going to be able to do it. Right. When you when you finance your own pilot, yeah. you know, yeah. people will probably tell you to save that money and buy a Ferrari. They all said, no, don't yeah. do it. Don't put puppets in your pilot. This is like a kid show. Nobody wants that. Don't play a preacher character. George Lucas, nobody cares about that. Right. Those are things that people said over and over and over. George Lucas had to come up with technology and methods of telling a story where there weren't they weren't there anymore. They, right. they didn't exist at that time. ILM wasn't even a thing. Right. right. How right. do we, you know? How Skywalker do, uh, Sound wasn't a thing. How do we figure this out? There's got to be a way to do it. We'd never seen anything like that with the yeah. first Star Wars. THX. I'm sorry, not Skywalker Sound. Um, uh, THX, THX wasn't even a thing, and that right. revolutionized audio and cinema forever because Everything. he needed something that wasn't there. Right. You know. Um, so he, and, even Jar Jar, I will say, before Andy Circus and before Gollum. You know, Ahmed Best really is one of the great pioneers of motion capture. It must, be, it must be said is, over and over again. He Without is. A doubt. He was the, one of the first, if not the first. One, I, I, certainly. I, and and it's, the, the rack that he got after that is – I mean he goes into some of the depression he felt off of yeah. it. And, well, I met him. I talked to him at the Robot Chicken 10th uh, season premiere party because I've done a lot of voices for them. And I had a chance to finally talk to him and I said, hey, man. I really understand what you went through in a way because when I did the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson for Mm -hmm. CBS, I played this talking skeleton character. I was hidden away. Mm -hmm. I wanted people to know it was me. But Mm -hmm. then when the show ended, I wanted to be known for something other than that. But there was a lot of hate toward the character in the beginning. Oh, there it is. And I said, man, I get it. But we both came to terms with just accepting that there were a lot of people out there that loved it. He's such a nice guy. Ahmed is such a good guy. Yeah. And it's such a – it's such a great thing for him to have that. He fully embraces it now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's come back around. But you talk about, I mean, we talk about this divisiveness now. Look at what he went through back in the day. Yeah, right. And now here we are, you know, and you have some of the actresses that have to, you know, had to go off of social media because of the hate that they were getting. It oh, just yeah, seems to yeah. find its way into Star Wars. Yeah. Well, and well, I look, why, how is that? Why is that? Well, it all, go we, ahead. We all taking, no, uh, all we're all taking ownership of this of this property. Yeah, and I look, you know, speaking of speaking of 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 messages that get skewed and then like sent down the wrong path, 
and there's something that I do want to address, okay? okay? Because I was so happy with the reception of the video, and people loved it. And I mean, obviously, Josh did such an incredible job capturing George's vibe, and yeah. and and still being a fan and funny, and and all these things. I mean, all that stuff was great. But there was there was a sentiment that I think needs to be addressed to some degree. Okay, and it's good. like yeah. you know, and it's like. Oh, this is an interesting video to come out of Collider mm-hmm. since Collider are just a bunch of shills. Right. You know? And, oh, right. You know? And we're look, at the end of the day, um, we're not paid by any – I mean, when it comes to reviews on movies, those opinions are the opinions of the people saying it. Mm-hmm. Okay? I never once – look, if – if I had a reporter that works for me or a, or a pundit or whatever that is going to say something that affects me on a business level, mm-hmm. inst- I would never tell them to say something else to make it work. Right. If I really wanted to protect that business relationship, I would just remove them from that right. and see if anybody actually liked it. Yeah. But it has to be genuine. Okay? Right. At the end of the day, our press perspective, our our kind of editorial perspective, I should say, has to be pure or yeah. else it's worthless. Yeah. Okay? And this is something that I believe very, very, very strongly in. And it's so easy for people to say, oh, Collider are a bunch of shills because they tend to always be positive on Disney stuff. And at the end of the day, it's because Disney stuff tends to be pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, for the most part, you know? For the most part. And look, there's stuff that people didn't like, like, you know, uh, uh, people didn't like Solo as much as, you know. It's I like, was lucky. I was nominated for a Shill Award, and I did not like Solo. <laughs> so I'm glad that that scooted underneath look, the nomination process. And like, I think it's important to say that out there. Just it, It's so obvious that it, we're not actually paid to say certain things because we're not. But it's just something that there's a pocket of that internet that does that. It's a thing that they do. It's a thing that they've glommed on to. And every time I see it on Twitter, you're you're just a shilling. (laughs) Fine. I wish I was. I need money for my wedding. So Disney, if you're listening, please, (laughs) I will take (laughs) all your money. To like the rise of Skywalker and, and tweet McDonald's. McDonald's has got to McDonald's, get on this. McDonald's, yeah, yeah, come on, I'll be a shill. This damn show. I was a shill for McDonald's this weekend. Let me tell you. <laughs> me too. Me too. Unfortunately, oh, that fillet of fish is so good. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. Are, are you a pescatarian? Uh, I, I'll eat it all. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's yeah. all I eat is a fillet of fish. Look, we got the, the Mark Hamill. Here's the most important thing: we got the Mark Hamill seal of approval. Yeah. Right. But then. Right, but then we get to George Lucas. But one. we got George Lucas's seal of approval. I mean, that's incredible. That's the mic drop moment. It doesn't matter what anybody else says after that. Right, right. That's I, true. That blows my mind that George sat there and watched this video and laughed. Yeah, and laughed his ass off. He supposedly. loved. That was the quote I heard. All of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I read. That's the message I got yeah. from this person. I'm not going to name. Yeah, right. But they know but the facts. Are like, I got it from three different sources, I, all with the same exact story. Wow. I think he can yeah. look at it and go, "Yeah, all right, I like it." Yeah, I, I just poking fun. I mean, he's been through the ringer. He went through all of the prequel stuff. I think he's on a yeah. different level now. Yeah. I, I don't know the man other than from what I've heard here, and I just think it's it's fine. And yeah. I think there's room in this space to try something when you have the idea to do this using the deep fake te- te- technology. Have Josh come in with a with a bang up impression. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. So look, uh, we're up to 1,100 live viewers. We, look at that. We, we will take some calls at the end part of the show if you want to call in yeah. and ask the great Josh Robert Thompson a question. I'm sure he would love to hear from you guys. How about we start it off this way? I do have a super chat from Jokage13 and yep. uh, asking, what if Kylo actually wins and destroys everything? I want to start that off with a super chat question. We can go into our main topic, yeah. which is uh, some let's of the save things that, Let's save that for a second because yep. I do want to address this whole spoiler leak stuff. Okay, save okay? the question you mean. Yeah, let's Great. save the question. Um, this spoiler stuff – Look, we're not going to talk about spoilers. No, no, no. Here. I made sure everybody knew in my tweet. Yeah, um, we're not talking spoilers. The, and, and for any uh, – look, I'm ready to ban anybody that's going to do this. Yeah, Please, same here. Same here. Do Cody, not. Cody's got the lightsaber out. Do he not. Will, he will cut your head Don't off. Don't ruin it for other people. I already saw one idiot in there just throwing it out there, and I don't even know if they were true or not. How would you know exactly what was coming? But – you're out. Don't do it. I'm gonna get. Do I'm not, gonna get rid of you. Do I don't do care. It. Do not do it. You might. Me. Yeah, we got De Niro here. He just stepped in the room. Excuse me. He will. <laughs> do not. 
Do not spoil this. <laughs> Holy shit. You understand me? Oh, my God. He's going to take a fuck? bat to your face. Fuck? You've seen the Untouchables, right? Who the fuck are you to come in here and spoil this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. You, think, you, you don't think, even need a deep fake that. I don't need that. deep fake. Yeah. We got to get, we gotta get, uh, we gotta get some deep fake on, 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 on Rula, too. Yeah. No, uh, they're using deep fake on the real De Niro for the Irishman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that yeah, I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep fake is yeah, deep fake. That's right. Um, but yeah, to your point. Yeah. So look, the um, leaks that are out there. It's just like, man. It's like, how did this happen? I just. This is like one of the biggest movies of all time coming out. I just here. hate people trying to rain on people's parade. Yeah. Like it's okay for me to have my own opinion and be critical of Star Wars because that's my opinion. Yeah. But I'm not gonna like force you to like believe in what I believe. No. Like I'm not gonna drive it down your. Th- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you my opinion. But one thing I know for sure that we can all agree on is that people dream about these movies. They 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 have all these thoughts, all these conjectures about what's going to happen. They extrapolate plot points in their mind. And half the fun is being able to sit in that theater for the first yeah. time and have that all exposed to you. And like this need for this like for these, you know, internet people to go out there and spoil this movie, leak it out. There's been a ton of stuff leaked or not a ton, there's right. two images leaked. I don't know if you've seen them. No. I mean, I got sent them to me so many by by so many different people that I saw it. I wouldn't know? even. I mean, at this point, for me, I'd go, okay, whatever. No, I no, guess. no, no. But this is. I, but I still, but for block- the fandom, it's not no, I fair. Get it. I worked at Blockbuster Video years ago, okay. and I'm telling you, this is nothing new because people would come up to the register and they'd say, <laughs> "Hey, we're gonna rent this movie, uh, Armageddon." Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, how does it end? Does it end? On, can you tell me the whole movie? Can you can you tell me the whole plot? Because I don't waste two hours of my time without knowing if it's a happy or sad ending, who dies, and what the basic plot is. I mean, this this is all the time. And and uh, um, who made the? Uh, I'm doing my Jeff. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. No, who please, made the, uh, Goldblum, please show yes, up. Yes, on yes, the... yeah. Well, sure, because because, because uh, well, there is a fist bump, two fists, uh, like a, like an asteroid. Uh, sure, sure, because uh, what a great movie! What a great movie! Um, no, no. Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis said right. that uh, uh, regarding trailers, that that's why they basically give everything away in trailers because that's people. Almost want to know the entire thing, right? That's, That's a weird mentality. Because I thought the Joker, the, the Joker gave too much away in the trailer. Really, like, you think so? Yeah. And to Star Wars's credit, these trailers don't give away anything. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, this, this last one, one it just felt more. <laughs> gave, it was a lot of water. Uh, there's a lot of water. Yeah. There's a Ult- lot of... Ultimately, there's a lot of waves and water and uh, mystery. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how about yeah. the space horses? That seemed to be a oh, real I, big uh, topic yeah. of conversation. It is. The dumbest thing, <laughs> I mean, that George has ever seen, not me. I love <laughs> right, Space I, When I saw Space Horses, I'm like, let's do this. Let's do this. You I'll know what take I thought, as an aside, I always thought instead of Benicio Del Toro in that holding cell, mm-hmm. whatever, it should have been. Can you imagine if we don't see who's in that other jail cell mm-hmm. and we just hear their voice and then they lean forward into the light? And it's Lando Calrissian. Thank you. Right. Yeah, right. that makes yeah. so much more sense to me. Yeah, the, it would have. I thought maybe that's where they were going. But I'm gonna, yeah. I'll call them and we can we can. There, there's make so the much. There's of, so much that has been thrown the, out. Well, we're here. There's so much that yeah, has been sort of like like that whole character, that whole Benicio del Toro character is like the most useless character. Like I've you know like <laughs> I loved him. I, I really, loved, I loved oh. his character. I didn't think Did he that he's. Character? I didn't think. Well, of course, it's like you know whatever right, he was right. doing. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> he had a stutter. I I can see why people like because when you think about Lando or you think mm-hmm. about like what what was like why did they go there to find the code breaker and it was Justin Theroux and then it ended up being Benicio. I thought it was a little muddled there. The whole Canto bite was a little muddled. But oh, for me, yeah. I really I really enjoyed his character showing that he was the the gray and he was the one that I'm going to sell you out and I'll sell you out. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. And that was something that I took from it that I liked. And I know some people share that with me, but I get where you're coming from. Well, what if it had been Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> what if you? What if that was on this canto, canto bite, whatever this bullshit is? <laughs> now, hear me out. Hear me out. Now, you got that little orange, whatever her name was, with the goggles and all that. And Miles Kanata. Terrible scene where she's like, hey, I'm going to go on a date. Always trying to have sex with everybody. The bookie <laughs> and the, right? So then, then they go. Who's Just in that? Close my eyes. Who's and in he's that in the cell room. over there? And I go, uh, hello. If you if you get me out, I'm gonna help y'all. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how you sell a movie. You put Morgan Freeman on. Oh, I play Lando. 
Billy Dee's too old. Can we do this instead of the crawl? Yeah. It's Morgan Freeman just narrating. He's exactly. Like, it is a period of, it's a period right, fight, of fight, civil war. It's a period of civil war. Rebel the space horses <laughs> have been trapped for eons. <laughs> but it's up to one girl and her sister and a band full of friends to save the day. <laughs> so that the little Oliver Twist street urchin kids can... Sweep up at the end, and I don't even know what the hell's happening. All right, on to the next movie. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so going back to these leaks, what were like leaks? How how uh, the leaks are bad. The leaks are always bad. Yeah, the spoiler culture bad. is bad. I remember getting yelled it's at. You awful. talk about people like wanting the spoilers. Yeah. I remember being on movie fights, having to talk about. The best trailer from Comic Con, and I and I chose Deadpool, yeah. and somebody was pissed at me for spoiling the trailer. Yeah, it's it, like what, it's, what's right, going on here? Right. It's God. just like I wish that this fandom, this particular Star Wars fandom, is very like um, combative, right? Yeah. I mean, like even like Christian and I, right? Mm-hmm. Christian um, and I both like you know we we love talking about movies and stuff like that, but he absolutely hates the prequels. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he's coming around on, on Revenge of the Sith a little bit. And at first, I was really anti Force Awakens. Right. And it seemed like our conversations would always devolve into, you know, my bike is better than your bike. Mm-hmm. You know, and like your bike sucks. Right. And, you know, and it's, they're both kind of, kind of like, you know, similar bikes, you know, except one's a Huffy. Right, right. The sequels, and right. one's a Schwinn. Well, one's better well, than the right. other, but yeah. <laughs> I'm the New York Yankees, right. and you're high school T-ball. Well, well, who, uh, who are you to tell me, though? Who are you to tell me? <laughs> that's a Breaking Bad analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a Breaking but, Bad. But here's the: we are the New York Yankees. <laughs> but here's the point: Are you? I mean, who? Damn. So go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Walter White. So. I just I think that these are they're great movies, and uh, I really, I like them. They're very good. Now listen, I don't want to talk Star Wars. I just want to hear just, him. Well, no, right. I just I, I, I happen to think they're good. I just, I, you caught me. I, you caught me. But with these spoilers, things. What I'm when sorry, it comes to I'm these movies? Who is it? Who is its right to ever to ever come at somebody and say you shouldn't like that because it's not good no one. to their to no their one. own opinion? No, no one. That's their opinion. Absolutely. So this no whole one. Last Jedi stuff that people are you know creating you know hashtags and groups and videos and all these things it's basically saying we don't like that movie and you shouldn't because it's bad. Well, How that, is it? Yeah. They're the ones that, that determine. Well, that. that's permeated all pop culture because uh, correct. No, oh, there's Everywhere. Jeff Goldblum again. There he is. No, because um, in comedy, for example. There's a lot of if I find something offensive, I can't just not like it. Right. I have to stop it, and I have to stop it from anyone else enjoying it as well. Yeah. That's where we're at with everything. This, right, we, right. That's we, a good point. We so talk about that just, on Collider Live, yeah. especially when in the stand-up world when Dave Chappelle comes out and does his special yeah. and people lose their mind. Which is, titled, which is entitled Sticks and Stones, by the way. Right. That's the name of it. And he's he, given you a clue he's as give, to what's going to happen. And, yeah. he's, and he says at the beginning of that yeah. thing, he's like, you know who's the worst? The people that are going to be offended by this, you know who it is? It's you. Right. It's you. And he points at everybody and goes, like, you're, you're making this hard for them, for, for these stand-ups to come up there and say something. Yeah, and, still and be get, funny. Still be sure. funny. Still you know, be funny. If you're not funny, then uh, that's how it works. It's fair. But, you, but be funny. But we don't have to cancel everything. This cancel business <laughs> right, has right. now permeated into what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, prote- or uh, having a you – know, organizing a group to try to take a film down or redo a film. Game of Thrones had the same thing. Game of Thrones. We I demand mean, you redo it. For what? You? I can't, <laughs> yes. I can't believe it. It's like cancel episode nine, redo The Last Jedi. There was a question that came at me on, on Twitter. Go, hey, what if they just – Retroactively say that the movies that are out now are episodes <laughs> 10, 11, and 12, right. and then they go back and remake oh. 7, 8, and 9. I'm like, really? Well, can, look, come yeah, on. We're, come not, on. we're not going to talk spoilers. No, no, okay? no. We're not going to talk leaks. God, no. But we did do an episode where you and I riffed on what we thought the plot was okay. of The Rise of Skywalker. We did it about a month and a half ago. You're, you're getting dangerously close to spoilers here. If you say we already we talked might about be, it, I know that, but I'm doing it for the audience. Fine, fine, fine. Because fine. if they you're watch right. that you're episode, right. they you're can right. connect it to the boy, leaks. Boy, this is you guys are 
Yeah, yeah. Look at how serious you are. Yeah. <laughs> you went. Home, I am the like, gatekeeper. Now wait a minute. Now if we even broach that subject. <laughs> right. Now me, I am, I'm, the, I'm the worst because I'm like I don't give a fuck. Here's what happened at the very end. <laughs> suck it up. Listen, I couldn't believe when Gollum showed yeah, up in exactly. this and it became yeah. a shared yeah. universe. So at the end. I just want to be careful because I know there were some people that hit me up on Twitter and they said legitimately I'm yeah. going to skip the episode if you talk about it and I don't want them skipping the episode. I want them to have fun and know that we're right. They're right. That's their. Yeah, they're right too bad. You heard it. Yeah. All right. So look. Uh, (laughs) But when it comes to these leaks, I want to ask a question: How could this happen based on what we know of J.J. Abrams and Disney and how secretive it is? Is this some like there's always angry trailer cut cutter guy? Yeah. Look, there's also the you know there's also the chance that this is all done purposefully, right? There's a theory in like sports uh, press yeah. and, and, and like sort of sports like scoop hunting. This is where sometimes I, I love it because I, I was going there. That Please. No, nothing ever gets out without the people wanting it to get out. Of course. And I saw yeah, this. I agree with you. And I you saw know? this on online, yeah. and I can't remember, but it was it was somebody on Twitter in this in the Star Wars kind of conversation that said, "I've heard that this is actually purposeful, that these leaks are putting out there to throw people off." I buy it. And I, I buy it too. I like that idea. I, That's I, the I new like marketing. Alone. That's okay. the only way to get people's attention. Look now. at what uh, the Russos did with Avengers: Infinity War. Mm-hmm. They showed that big, like what we thought was the Avengers shot, and it had the Hulk running next to him. Right. Infinity War Hulk doesn't show up yeah. except the beginning. Right. So it was a complete misdirect. And JJ does that a lot too. JJ a lot does of misdirecting I, with JJ. I always tell yeah. the story of CinemaCon where he right. had the actual con edited out into John Harrison. And this was a month before the movie came out for people at CinemaCon that are industry and all this kind of stuff. Right. So, right. so so look, yeah, I, somebody just wrote in the chat uh, – we're up to 1250, which is nice. Uh, somebody wrote in the Welcome. chat that um, the when does the Mandalorian trailer get released? So we don't know. We don't know. But if it does get released while this show is happening, please let us know because we may or may not have something to, to say about it. No. Possible. <laughs> Could yeah, be. Not sure. It's like Could Superman, be. you know. Yeah. Like, run and put on some kind of outfit or anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so yeah, so let me get so let me get nerdy with our friend here, Josh Robert Thompson. Josh get deep. What what is uh your earliest Star Wars memory? Great question. I love this. Uh Empire Strikes Back. I remember that my uncle my Uncle Butch took me to see that movie, and okay. I must have been five or okay. six. And I remember the same thinking age, yeah. that Han Solo died. I didn't understand the concept of the carbonite. Right. I didn't really know what was happening. But all I knew is that he died, and I remember crying mm. endlessly on the way back from the theater. And that, my friends, is how crying, po- that's huh? how powerful Star Wars is. Yeah. Even as a little kid, I understood visually – Visually, these are tone poems. But we make jokes. But, I mean, visually and with the music, I understood the emotion and I understood that these uh, people were losing a friend of theirs. Yeah. And it really deeply affected me. God, I love And it was that. such a dark ending. Yeah. And we had to wait so long to get the next film. Can you believe back then? Three yeah. years. 1980. Right. Three years to 83. I had the uh, similar yeah. – I, I don't remember crying, but I remember being – Waiting, at least after the movie, yeah. waiting and waiting. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I had a similar story during Empire with my uncle right. when Vader storms Hoth. And I, I, I got to go to the bathroom, and he took me to the bathroom, and I was shaking. I was so scared. I, right. I just remember being in the bathroom. He's like, "You all right in there?" I was like, "Yeah." I was just like literally going, "You can do this." Taking Mark. a breather. You can do this. We got to go back. We got. I was so scared because Vader was was terrifying to me at that time. So yeah. that, that that so wow. first time, how it affects first time I saw Star Wars, um, I think it was also Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. and it wasn't at the theater. The first time I ever saw it because I lived in Venezuela at mm-hmm. the time, and a, and a and a buddy of ours, uh, you know, like my my mom's f- like friend's son, uh, had a VHS copy of Empire Strikes yeah. Back that had, that had just come out. And he was like, "Hey, like you should see this movie. This is like a big thing in the like in the United States." So he put it on. It was in English, and none of us spoke any English. Oh wow! So, but we absolutely loved it, and yeah. we became you obsessed. You still got with it. it. You under- Yeah, I totally of got course. it. Yeah. And then, like, I remember my my brother and I then asked our our mom for Christmas, "Can we get those toys?" Yeah, you know. So. 
The first time I saw Star Wars, I didn't even understand what was being said. I didn't even wow. understand the language of it. You and know? you got it because it's yeah. a can tone I, Can poem. I ask you this question? Uh, do you know if he still has that copy of that uh, <laughs> version? Because I'd like to get it from him. Right. Because <laughs> it is the – And burn it. Yeah. <laughs> it is the original. It is no, the, you know what? This does go back to George Lucas's idea about that these are essentially silent films. That's the mm-hmm. one thing you have to understand if you really want to appreciate these films – and again, I point to the prequels because a lot of people have only seen those films once. That was the big problem with that. Right. I've gotten a lot of people myself to go back and revisit them and they'd say, oh, this wasn't what I remember. It's actually better than what I thought. They're like silent films. It, yeah. It's pure cinema. I, in fact, on my TV, uh, I have a setting where I'll, I'll make it black and white and I've watched them all in black and white. Oh, have you really? And they look That's... just like the Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers wow. films. Really? Like, it's awesome in black and white. So it's visual. Sense. You can tell what's happening without any any sound whatsoever. Well, look, I that's mean, cool. when, when I was at NYU Film School, that's one of the first things they teach you in screenwriting class right. is that when you're writing a script, remember that when you write a scene, if the scene doesn't play with without any dialogue and the sound turned off, mm. then you're not writing for movies. You're, you're, right. you're writing a novel right. or you're writing a song or a poem or something else. Yeah, it's a visual medium. It's a visual, yeah. medium. Mm-hmm. It's a visual medium. And, um, you know, he and I, uh, before we came on the air, we were talking about some of our favorite moments. Because in my office, I have a poster of Revenge of the Sith, and mm-hmm. he was asking me about it. And he was, you know, reminding me of that one scene of um, – uh, Anakin and Padme sort of staring off at each other. Mm. You know, Padme is like in her like royal apartment, and Anakin is where he is, and then across the stars, and they're staring at each other like across the city of Coruscant. Right, right. Know? But that music that plays is yeah. called across the scar. Uh, oh, no, well, actually, the well, yes, that. But that music that plays in that. Oh, scene and that one is different. Is it's very unusual for John Williams. Yes, it's a choral piece. Yes, yes. And it's very eerie. It's it, it's foreshadowing the inevitable. But it's such an abstract sequence. And there's a an author, um, Camille Paglia, wrote a book called Glittering Images. In the last chapter of her book, she takes the Mustafar battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin and breaks it down as one of, to her, one of the greatest abstract moments in recent cinema history. Hmm. She, she classifies it as pure art because that whole sequence, there's really very little dialogue. Right. It's I, all very wildly abstract. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very extreme. And when you – if anybody – find that book and read that chapter because I was so elated that she had actually picked that film right. and that moment to discuss uh, art and cinema. Yeah. What, what an interesting choice. No, I, I'll, I'll tell you this too. David uh, David W. Thompson does a um, uh, a uh, – Scores, scores and soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, he broke down all the music from all the movies. Yeah. But the prequel stood out to me because he was able to really go into how beautiful a story it is. Oh, yeah. Because of the music. Because of the music, right. The music just being that part of it that really – and I think that's really when I started to go, you know what? These prequels, man, I got I to gotta ch- check this out with new eyes after – Listening to the binging those things, so there's um, something else, there, yeah. especially the Anakin in uh, uh, Phantom Menace. There's a lovely innocence to Anakin Skywalker's theme, but then it carries over into the Imperial March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still innocent, an innocent version of that. Yeah, yeah, it's but, amazing. But it's very eerie. It's amazing. Very so, lovely. so the so uh, the phone lines are open three two three five two two five five one five. Call in if you want to ask uh, Josh Robert Thompson any questions. You have if you a want screener, to talk- right? The what? You have a screener, right? Somebody screening the calls? No. no. You don't do that? No. Oh, I mean, good. All right. See what oh, happens. Nope, we got a call. You're right. on Rule of Two. What's your name? What's your question? Hey, guys. Uh, name is Felix. Uh, saludos, Mark. Uh, I'm actually from Puerto Rico. Hey, what's All up? All right. Uh, Como estamos? Hey, lo más bien. Okay, uh, great. Uh, so, uh, I actually wanted to talk to you guys because I, I was seeing at the beginning of the, uh, of the podcast that you guys were talking about uh, about Game of Thrones and all of that, but I don't know if you've heard recently that they did like a convention. Yeah, uh, it was like a smaller. It was like that smaller convention that it wasn't filmed. There was there was only like one person live tweeting the event, and they like broke down how they came from like starting Game of Thrones all the way to what was the final season, and 
basically all summed up. It was like it's a miracle that it actually happened. Yeah, because we of all the di- because of all the different like things that they had to go through, and they basically learned on the job. So I'm actually okay with Game of Thrones and everything uh, with how the story came out and like the past is the past. But after seeing that, I'm actually worried about their trilogy. So yeah. I kind of wanted to. Get what you guys are thinking about that. Felix, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thank I can, you for the call, we, we covered this on Collider Live today. Essentially, they got up there, Benioff and Weiss, and basically answered some questions saying it was a very expensive film school for us. We didn't really have a lot of experience with TV. We shot about 33 minutes of these pilots in these episodes, and HBO came back and said, you have to hit your contractually obligated runtime. So they went back, and one of the things that stood out was uh, Robert Brathian never had a scene with Cersei Lannister, which is insane to think about when you know Game of Thrones. So they would go back. So there was a learning curve for them. So they really didn't have a lot of experience in HBO. But right now the narrative is that HBO just gave it to a bunch of nobodies. Benioff and Weiss had a resume. Right. They had worked in numerous things, writing movies and all these things. And I think that it was a learning curve that – Wolverine. Wolverine, sure, but he also did uh, – Benioff wrote um, The 25th Hour, that Spike, uh, Spike uh, Lee movie, which mm. is a fantastic That's movie. A great film. It's a great yeah. film. And so I wouldn't Game be, of Thrones is spectacular. But I'm I sorry, go be, ahead. But, but the idea that they're now getting pissed at these guys for the first season, forgetting that they found their no, rhythm. First season is incredible. It is incredible. And the second season and the third season. The when whole they show's were with, incredible. And when where are with... artists supposed to start? I mean, wh- yes. what, wh- who, who is anyone to judge? Right. Well, this was the wrong time for them to start. I mean, you, right. you've got you to dip your you toe in the water. It. It's that, just like Lucas a, said. You've know, you got to learn. You've yeah. got to learn. And, and it's sh- a huge undertaking. I and, mean, that's... Yeah. And, and sure, a lot of people didn't like the last season when they, when they veered from the source material. Mm. And – I, I'm, you know, I didn't mind it. I, I, I loved a lot of the episodes. I thought the the finale was, eh, yeah, but look, was, half know, of it was know, good, half of it, but, I, but, you know, yeah, you know. Look, bringing it back to Star Wars, um, I don't think the Benioff and Weiss thing is happening. Like I've heard different things about it, um, but that's that doesn't make me feel any better or any or, or good about it. Like there's a few things I don't think are happening, and this is just my opinion. I have no sourcing sourcing on this. But I'd be surprised if Benioff and Weiss happens, and I'd be surprised if the Ryan Johnson trilogy it's not happens. Happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on yeah. both of those. Uh, one, because the Benioff and Weiss thing it was originally rumored that they were going to do or reported that they were going to do a trilogy. And then I heard recently it was like, no, they just might write an outline for the right. first movie. And then so what does that mean? And See, then I couple that like walking with walking back. It feels walking like walk- back a little yeah. bit and then some $500 million deal at Netflix. Yeah. How are they going to balance that? They might – very well have been like, you know what? We're going to go do our thing over here. Yeah, Star Wars film, is dangerous, man. They got very smart with the, this Disney Plus platform. This is exactly what they should have done with uh, Solo. Right. This To me, I like so I enjoyed it, but it felt like a TV movie. It felt like I was watching like the Ewok Adventure. Mm, okay. It's better than the Ewok Adventure. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? Uh, well, how dare you? How, yeah, that's a fine picture. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> ABC Monday night movie, but um, but it plays better that way. And I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian. I'm looking forward to the Obi Wan series or limited runs, whatever it is. Right. I think that's a better way to go. And I think that the Skywalker saga now needs to stop. That's it. We we're, need to move on. That's why it's more exciting. These I, new stories. Yeah. And I think a lot of the the stuff that we're seeing, like I'm finally catching up on a number of these shows that are out there on streaming platforms, like The Boys. I'm finally catching up on, so and good. it's fantastic. Yeah. And I love the idea of being able to live in the Star Wars universe for more than two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're getting and you're getting deeper characters. And you and McGregor, to your point, Josh, just came out and revealed, yeah, yeah, Obi Wan was going to be a movie. Right. Then Solo happened. We went back to the drawing board, yeah. and now I'm more excited because we get to really dig in deep. That's where streaming, that's where uh, Netflix and has sort of eclipsed film in a lot of way because yeah. we get to spend more time with these characters. If the story's good, it's worth it. Yes. I'm excited to see new stories, just like when all the novels came out with the expanded universe years right. ago in the early '90s, when we got the Thrawn trilogy. That was, was, was like this is unheard of. Yeah, yeah. you know what's interesting you know? though? It, it brings up a topic that I want to get your take on, Josh. Is that this new the new stories? Yeah. And somebody made fun of uh, Star Wars Twitter on this, going like, "Stories you've never heard before, new stories that you know different times," and then they 
advertise the Mandalorian, which is like still based in the old kind of world that we know yeah. from Return of the Jedi sure. happening after so, Return of the Jedi. Where do we go after that? Like, where can we like what's new in Star Wars? It's different. Is it back in the old Republic days? That would be that would be interesting. That's I, what a I've, lot I've of always people would like that. to hear about yeah. that. The old Republic is one that I think that's that a lot the next of people move. talk about. Cinematically, I think that's the next move. Me too. I go so, to the first Jedi, but not for a while. The I, first Jedi. Yeah, yeah. The first Jedi is a cool one. I just want to give a shout out to Mark Scarbeck, who is already watching The Empire Strikes Back in black and white. That's oh, awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you, I encourage everyone to try this because uh, Frank Darabont made an excellent horror film. The Mist. Uh, the Mist. Yeah. And originally conceived it as a kind of Twilight Zone-esque episode in yeah. black and white. It was shot in black and white. And then he went back and re-struck another sort of version of it, color-corrected, that right. I own, which is glorious. It yeah. plays better in black and white. Oh, I imagine Try it so. out with films. There's, there's a bar, Log- there's a- Logan has like a special release yes. inside the DVD for right. the noir version, which I is actually that, gorgeous. I got that, which yeah. is wonderful. And the chrome edition, chrome and steel edition oh, of uh, uh, Mad, Mad Max, Max Fury oh, Road. great. It's interesting because I actually think the color one on that one is a little better just because of the feel of the desert and the tone and the yeah, fire. It's a but they both movie. play well. There's a great spot in uh, Burbank mm-hmm. called the the Red Door Bar. Oh, yeah. It's a little speakeasy. Yeah. Now, what the Red Door has that's special is three or four TV monitors, and they're always playing different films, and they have them all calibrated to be black and black white. Black and white, yeah. It's something to try with Star Wars because I think for people that didn't care for the prequels, check it out and you'll get a better feel for the sort of uh, serial uh, 1940s uh, yeah, feel. Yeah, which was his inspiration all Especially along. Attack of the Clones, which is so Raymond Chandler um, film noir. It's unbelievable how much that film you know, is it's like. It's very true I've with Obi-Wan's yes. like detective and it's all in the looking rain, for yeah, the first yeah. fist fight. And, yeah, I've, oh, never seen the, I've never seen those movies in black and white. You got to, man. That's, might, an, interesting, that's an interesting thing. I might actually like do that myself. Yeah, Attack of the Clones being one of my least favorite because mostly right. it's the dialogue with Anakin and Padme that gets me. But it's yeah, the yeah. Obi-Wan and, and, and um, Jango Fett stuff. That I love. Oh, that whole scene where they're basically the subtext is I'm going to see you outside yeah. and kick your ass. Exactly. But they're having these pleasantries. They're like, it's oh, one of the yeah, best hi. edited sequences in that. It's great. Yeah. 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 Uh, and like he and I always talk about it, but like the um, the space flight, the, the uh, space chase that ensues after that with those sonic oh, charges. Ben Burt's work on that is it's is, one of the best the sound idea effects of the in Star Wars. Of sound and yeah. then an immediate explosion right. of sound. Yeah. That's so amazing. I actually learned this week, and I was doing a little George Lucas. You know, like research on my own as oh, I tend oh, to do sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that Ralph McQuarrie actually didn't want to work on the prequels. Right, it's Doug Chang, and and somebody else came in mm-hmm. on the whole prequel stuff. Yeah, and that um, you know some people like there's a group of people out there that blame that change in the prequels having that more glossy look to it. Hmm. Um, but I love the look of the prequels. But I I didn't know until this weekend that McQuarrie actually could have worked on the prequels and actually did it. Kasdan as well, as from a writing standpoint. Uh, Lawrence Kasdan, I, just, I didn't want to. <laughs> George uh, had asked me to do it, and I said, well, I'm busy doing other things. <laughs> but I'll come back with my kid and you know, we'll write We'll something. do solo. Who cares? No, but yeah, I mean I like the look. It, it Again, it does look like the old uh, Buck Rogers Flash Gordon, especially Padme's ship. I mean that's that's right out of Flash Gordon, that yeah, silver absolutely. bullet look. Absolutely. Yeah, it's glossier. It's newer technology, but I don't know. I like do you do it. an emperor? I, 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 yeah, it's not that good. I mean, it's pretty you know, good. It comes out of John Carradine. So John Carradine was one of the great actors, mm-hmm. a fine motion picture actor. My son David and Keith and all these other people. And you're sort of getting put it on that guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty like damn that. good. Not bad. Not That's bad. pretty good. Uh, I'm going to. Oh, we got a call. We got a call. Hey, you're on Ruler 2. What's your name? And what's your question? Hey. Uh, how's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, so I was uh, so with the uh, return of Palpatine. I was kind of curious what you guys thought since the uh, Sith have been so absent from this trilogy. Yeah, it's a good question. To, I think about it all the time. What do you guys yeah. think is going to happen with uh, just like the Sith going forward in the franchise? And uh, yeah, do you guys think they'll ever explore more of like the uh, love and passion side of the Sith? Like I was kind of hinted to. 
uh, during the prequels with Anakin. Yeah, yeah, it's a great a good question. question, and we're gonna get to it in a second. But let me ask you something: Did you watch the George Lucas video? Absolutely, yeah, it's hilarious. All right, awesome, man. Well, thanks for supporting us, and thanks for the call, bud. Do it. Uh, Do it. I think to answer your <laughs> question, I there think they're is, probably going to go into Sith stuff, and I think there's a mm. perfect place for it, and that's Disney+. Plus. I think <laughs> Look, we could probably yes. see a really great yes. Darth Bane series if these are popular. But for Rise of Skywalker, I think we're finally going to see the Sith troopers are there. I think we're finally going to get the, 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 the why this, they're not this there. Is, this is what I'm going to get on my soapbox for, for, for two minutes. Oh, boy. Here, Here we go. M- maybe less. Bringing Palpatine back is – I think an embarrassment okay. to this franchise. Really? Okay. Embarrassment. Yeah. He's the one that connects the entire saga. He no no, because the entire point of episodes one through six I know. is, is killing the, the destruction of this Sith Lord. Right. Okay? Now, if you set up Snoke as the heir apparent to the throne of Palpatine, and he's got his own ways of manipulating the Force. He's got his own relationship with the Wills, maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. He understands how to manipulate midichlorians in a way that's never be, like before been seen. He can do things that nobody else can do, and that's how he was able to lure Ben Solo away from his uncle. Okay, fine. Great. There's a new evil. Evil, like, patterns repeat themselves. Right. Um, the destruction of Sheev Palpatine is what six movies are about. There's nothing in episodes uh, uh, seven or eight that would give you even an inkling that this is happening out there in the galaxy. Yeah, there's no, there's no hint that there is some darker, larger force at work in either of those films. There's I yeah. no completely agree because with if they you. Had set and that, that up, is... that would have been amazing. We'd be right. like, I think that could. Be... Is that the Emperor? Right, right. Now, like, unless right. you take John Williams' score, like during if there force was an Awakens. undertow, if there was an undertow of the uh, an undertow of the Emperor in seven and eight. Oh my God. Okay, great. Something Which I argue there was that John Williams was tipping his cap at it when they played the scene – the music from Revenge of the Sith plays during our first meeting of Snoke. So I could argue. Mm. But I'm kind of with you. I know that. There's, there hasn't die. been there hasn't been a Sorry. lot of hinting <laughs> at this. So it's all yeah. in the ex- – what do we say every time, Fernand? It's all in the execution. Yeah. And J.J. has fine, a lot to fine, but it's explain. Still, it has a lot to explain, but it also negates – like, forget about – you know how people just say, oh, George Lucas killed my childhood because the expectations of the prequels weren't as good Whatever. as the original trilogy, Whatever. right? Whatever. <laughs> people say that. People say that, okay? Oh, yeah. I get that. That was a big thing during the prequels that George Lucas But killing killed my, my childhood. childhood is a different thing than negating the entire narrative premise of Correct. six movies. You can't yeah. – it's, it's like you, know, you, you kill this main character. You've got the balls to do it. You've said this is the end, and then there's some more money to be made, so we'll bring this character back. It's weak storytelling. Very yeah, <laughs> Again, may I, may I remind? I always say, I got wait for the movie. Yes. Wait for the movie before we start to. I understand. You know, I, on paper, yeah. When the Emperor was revealed to be coming yes. back, I was like, huh. I mean, I've. Nostalgia. I lost my mind when the the laugh happened and at my Star Wars Celebration. Green <laughs> friend. <laughs> so is Yoda going to show up and go round two now? Not hell yeah. Yeah. So I I am excited mm. for the idea of the Emperor being there and connecting the saga. However, I am a little bit hesitant to all, both of your points. Well, how is it going to uh, work out? That's my question. Well, we go back to. Revenge of the Sith. We go back to the other incredible sequence, which is, of course, the Opera House sequence. Yes. Thank you. And that may be That's where we seed. need to look he to. He became so powerful. What does he say? He, he became, became so, so powerful <laughs> that he could even stop. Or what are they, the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 yeah. He I mean. From that. Oh, he could create life. Yeah. Himself. Can I learn this power? Yes. Not. Max Bishop here. Max Bishop here is on a super chat yep. talking about this very thing, trying to wrap my head around why Palps is, why is. Palps is back. Yep. I assume he wants to rule the galaxy, but what about the current landscape? Prompted his comeback. Additionally, how did he die off? Presumably, he's too much for Ray and Kylo. It really is. How did he come back? Because last I checked, that Death Star blew up. Well, it's, so it would have to be yes, something that happened right away. But that, it's terrifying to think that that kind of malevolent evil 
would have been sitting there growing and waiting this entire time. Yeah. Did you ever get some into, specific but, reason? But I'm trying. Yeah. I got to cut both of you off here. Okay. Yeah. There's a shot in the trailer mm-hmm. where Kylo and Ray are in the the Emperor's room yeah. on the Death Star. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How's that? This there? Death Star exploded. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. There's glass. Is still up there. Hell of a window (laughs) treatment. The emperor's chair is still standing upright. It's like what? Like what? Empire windows. You want windows (laughs) that aren't destructible? (laughs) Call Empire windows. (laughs) We did the Death Star, the second Death Star. Look, the throne room's still around. (laughs) Hey, the the material that black boxes are made of on airplanes. That's what the throne room is made of. <laughs> Call now. Yes, you Again, want this? I like. I, I understand, but why are you? Why? Why is this analytical way of thinking going towards the Star Wars? Like being like, how is that throne room still standing? I yeah, but why? No, like, because the, because the, the reason the I'm doing that? that here here's here's the point. Okay. okay? The reason you do that and you make f- like fun of it yeah. is because there is a there is an arrow of time to reality, okay? And right now there's an arrow of time in the Star Wars reality. If you look at it as its own contained sure. world, there's an arrow of time where the second Death Star blew up into smithereens. Right. It wasn't like it, it had a hole in it. It lost uh, orbit and it collapsed into the right. atmosphere. It exploded. And it was half finished also, by the way. So there wasn't a lot to blow up on that second. Right. <laughs> right. But it, it exploded. Very good point. And like what, what bugs me is that – and look, I got to be honest. It's not so much 7 and 8. 7 and 8 weren't negating what happened through episodes 1 and 6. Right. It seems like episode 9 in particular is saying, oh, my God, you know, we're supposed to end the saga now. What do we well, do? That's saga. my – you know what? And like, dude, so that's, that's my biggest concern right now is to lean too much on nostalgia, like bring in all the bells and whistles to be like it – was, it was why I had a problem with Solo because it was like, hey, you wanted to see this? Well, here it is. Here, like, I hey, don't did you want to know how Han Solo got his name? Check out this scene. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what, what is your name? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm traveling alone. Solo it is. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever wonder how Chewbacca got his nickname? Well, I can't call you Chewbacca. Yeah. I'll call you Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> That and that, other exciting origins. That's solo. That's, I'm with you. That's wow. that's some of the problems that I'm having. That yeah. maybe there was a course this, correction after Jedi, Last Jedi. Yeah. Being like, oh, we got to get back to like all is, of this. This is why yep. I love yep. Yep. this show. This is yep. why I love this fandom. Because here we are, 60 minutes into the show. Okay, we're yep. about to wrap up the show. Yeah, we're up to 1,300 live. Look the live that. viewers aren't going down. They're, they're going up. They're going up. Yeah. Okay? Because people love this friggin' franchise. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like, it's okay to like Last Jedi and, 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 and Phantom Menace and all of it. It's all good. I'm glad you're but saying that. But it's also right? okay to be critical about the things that you don't love. Yeah. And it's okay to be that way. Well, it's, it's okay. To, that's fine. But it's also okay to recognize that, you know, my, my series is the better series. <laughs> I mean, there's you know, because there's there's a, a point the original where, trilogy or well, yeah, the, the prequels. All, well, that's all six of those. Films. That's very but true. Because yeah. it's the story of Anakin Skywalker. It's you take someone who's pure and good, and how do they become corrupt? And that's that's what those saga. That's what the yeah. saga. Excuse me, I'm sitting correctly there. Yeah, that's what it's about. And why is there more story? We don't need it. There's you no know, more what, story. One thing that I heard you say, George, yes. that has completely changed my view of how I look at characters in in, in film. Period. Sure. Is how. When you created Anakin Skywalker, you wanted to create a villain who was ultimately the victim. The victim, sure. Well, that's that's Joker. I mean, that's you want to look at it. That's a modern example. You go watch Joker. Mm-hmm. He ultimately becomes. A, and it's a difficult topic because people go, yeah. "Well, you can't. You know, he's not a hero." I didn't say he was a hero. I just said he's somebody who was a, a product of the system. Is Joker? Is he a bad guy? He does bad things. Watch is our Anakin review. Skywalker that's exactly guy? where we went. With he does that. bad things. He kills uh, women and children. Granted, they're sand people, so who cares? <laughs> George, what the hell, man? George, well, ultimately, I'm just George who went cares? dark. Who cares? Who cares? All right, we got one last super chat. We'll end it with that. Yeah, one last super chat is me... from Madison Blake. Yeah, okay. Yeah, read I'm it out. Th- I'm thinking these supposed leaks are purposely misdirection. Maybe JJ Lucasfilm leaking. I don't know, but you think uh, Lucasfilm are good at keeping things tight-lipped? They have been tight-lipped they've before. Been good. Yeah, they've been good. At and it. I think I think there's something on that that maybe there are some purposeful leaks to kind of set it, you know. 
All right, so it's the modern Perry, way of Perry Adair yeah. does have a great question for George. Mm. We'll take George questions for only the next sixty seconds. Okay. You have a question for George, write it in the right in the super chat. Oh, we'll boy. take questions for George. Yeah. Uh, one of them, uh, George, how much can you bench? Oh, jeez, oh, it's been a long time. Uh, how much can I bench? Uh, let's see, uh, four point five billion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sometimes I kill myself. It's oh, great. I love that. All right. I love you guys that. have 30 seconds to get another question in for George. What else do we got? Uh, you didn't answer my super chat, says Keegan. I uh, didn't uh, see it. Sorry. We were taking Keegan. some calls. Let me see the if I can find answer, it. The alternate answer would have been 12 parsecs. 12 parsecs. <laughs> Shoot. It disappeared. Sorry about uh, that. It's technology. Yeah, it's not technology. It's digital. It's digital. So. Mm. Mm. All right. All right. Mm. We got one last one. All right. Last one. Okay. George. How do you correctly pronounce Nabu and Duku? It's a good question. Uh, it's Nabu. Nabu? It's Nabu. And it's Duku. <laughs> so you know, now you understand that you know, I, wrote, I wrote all of this. It's Han, it's Han Solo. It's Saga. Mm-hmm. It's Princess Leah. You know, it's Obi-Wan. Yep. And Anakin Skywalker. you got to say Anakin really quickly, Anakin. right? It's Anakin. <laughs> Anakin. Anakin. Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Somebody take that, somebody take that sound bite. Here, we'll do this. Somebody take that sound bite right now and make some kind of a master mix. Perfect. Anakin Skywalker. Saga. All there right, you go. Last question. Okay. Ready? Sure. Marvel or DC, George? Oh, it's DC. Come on. Because DC's taking bigger risks. Yeah. You know, Marvel Marvel is great and all, and I enjoy it. And Marty's an idiot. Marty and Francis are buffoons. <laughs> Francis is making stupid films in his winery. Nobody cares about him and, you know, whatever. So, but listen. It's DC. DC's taking shots. They're taking pot shots and chances, and they're digitally removing guys, you know, beards. And <laughs> All right. They try on, that they try on that Josh, note. Josh, man, thank you so thank much. Josh, Robert Thompson, where can people find you, please? We've got, we got a lot of work uh, to do You can together. find me. A lot of work. Uh, TheJRTShow.com. T-H-E-J-R-T-Show.com. Your one-stop shop for Josh Robert Thompson. I love it. Thank <laughs> you for joining us, man. Thank you. It, it, it's thank been you a pleasure. Dude, I could listen and talk forever. Do yourself a favor. Like, stop watching this video. Leave a comment, something nice, hit hit the up bell, subscribe, all that good stuff. But go watch Walking with George Lucas. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. absolutely brilliant. And while you're there on that channel, look at all of Josh's other stuff. He's got great stuff doing uh, Robert De Niro. Um, and, you know, it's just so much great content yeah, on that channel. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect. Make sure you check out his stuff. Thank you very much, Josh. And thank you, Mark Fernandez. And thank you, everybody out there, the Rule of Two Army. It's been episode 64. We hope to have the Mandalorian trailer dropping soon. So, so we're going to do something different. Mm. Okay? This will be the first time this happens. Okay. I know where you're going with this. Instead of me doing it, he's going to do the catchphrase. you got to say rise. To close out the show. I'm going I'm to cue you up right now. That's the whole rule okay. of two thing. All right. We start it and we end it. Got it. With that. All right. And you're, you're going to get queued up. All right. Here we go. Thank you again for joining us here on Rule of Two episode 64. We will see you next week. Rise. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.